discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Is it not powerful? Wow, what a session of confessions. I feel like, you see, if you don't understand some of these things, eh, you may not be able to appreciate it fully. Yeah. Have you seen cancer before? People sleep and wake up with cancers. Nothing, nothing showed that they will have a cancer. Nothing. And in one night, their whole life is changed forever. We can't explain. Nobody knows what happened. All they know is that there's cancer. And it doesn't come to people who are 75. It comes to people who are 15, 12, 10, 5. My wife looks after children. She's a children's doctor. And she treats cancer. Am I lying? Don't, uh, don't your children have cancers as well? Answers. That's why even uh, Sunday school people should be learned. they should be confessing for their lives. Yeah, the more you speak the word of God, the more it works in your system. Hallelujah. Yeah. By your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. Yeah. You are thou art ensnared by the words of your mouth. You are trapped by the words of your mouth. Can you imagine? Yeah. Thou shalt decree a thing also, and it shall be established unto you. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, those who love the tongue, shall eat the fruit of thereof. If you want to go forward, just talk. I go forward. Go forward. Yeah, look at it. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your mouth has all the power. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, your tongue can take you in health or your tongue can take you in death. Your tongue can bring you life or your tongue can bring you death. Your mouth. Tell me about your mouth. This is your mouth. What you have been saying. Yeah, if you want to walk in wisdom, just declare that you are walking in wisdom. I'm walking in wisdom. Going the right way, the right time, every single day. Hallelujah. You like what we are saying? We love it. Yeah. So, don't take it for granted. Bible says that a great ship is controlled by a small helm. And it says, even so, our mouths control our whole life. If you want to uh, 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 tame a, a a horse and show it where to go you just need to put a bridle in the horse's mouth and wherever you turn the horse the whole body will move hallelujah praise the lord so don't take these things for granted do you understand yeah there's a reason why we do it every single meeting there's a reason 
why we do it in every single meeting so that even if you don't do it in your house and you come here you'll be led in it so that your mind will go right gradually very soon you you will not wait for someone to tell you to say it you'll be saying it yourself yeah i'm always making confessions oh we'll do this one we'll do it cry it will happen oh that's up it has worked don't worry jesus is lord that's how i am hallelujah yeah the more you confess it the more it happens yeah i, I know i'll forever stay in health I'll never have a back problem. I'll never have a problem with diabetes. Diabetes can't stay in my system. After staying it, you eat right though. You don't just eat any foolish thing. Yes, and say as you are eating it, they shall t- eat, take deadly thing. You know that you are taking a deadly thing, yet you are taking it. No, you don't do it like that. Hallelujah. Wisdom must apply along that line. Okay? Yeah. The, the foods you are eating has cancer inside. Because all kinds of, they are planting the food with all kinds of chemicals. Can you imagine that these days when they do, uh, when they grind pepper with tomatoes, like you want to eat banco and slapia with normal pepper, the tomatoes that is inside the pepper is bitter. Yeah. The tomatoes is bitter. Yeah. They don't do my banku and slapia for me and I take the pepper. I'm like, I can't eat this pepper. It's bitter. Meanwhile, the tomatoes is ripe. <laughs> but it doesn't taste sweet. It's bitter. The inside is bitter. The seeds are green. They are not yellow. That's why the people who sell the banquet in Slappy on a, on a wholesale have started doing green, the green type of pepper. Like all green is just green pepper. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they mix it with oil small. It's not because they can't buy tomato. Of course, the tomato is expensive. But it's not nice. Like eating all kinds of things. It's amazing. So if you don't declare that you are working in hell, and that I will cross 75 with ease. You have to say those things. I'll cross 75 with ease, with strength, without any problem. This, my back will not see a hospital bed. It will never lie on a hospital bed. I can visit others, but me, I'll never lie in there. I'll never lie in block D or A and E. I'll never lie there in Jesus' name. Yes. I'll be visiting people and looking at them, but I will not lie there. Right? Listen, right now, there are no beds. In the whole of Accra, there are no beds. One of our pastor's mother was rushed to the hospital on, uh, on Wednesday. She was rushed on Wednesday. Okay? They left one town on Wednesday morning, dawn, at 2 a.m., to go to Accra. They are, they are living on the outskirts of Accra, so they wanted to go to Accra for proper care because she was not doing well at all. They went to Legon Hospital first. No bed. They went to 37. No bed. They went to Kolebu. No bed. Then they came to uh, Ridge Hospital. No bed. So between 2, uh, I think they got to around 3.30 a.m. Between 3.30 a.m. and about 10 a.m., they were just moving to no bed areas. <laughs> you have to carry your bed to the hospital. It's not a small thing. No bed, no bed, no bed, no, no bed all over the place. Yes. So if it is a very wild emergency, you will just die in the ambulance or whichever car you are in. No, there's no even no there's no ambulance. The whole country, how many ambulances do we have? The whole country, 55. There's a lot spoke. Are you sure it's 55? 55. Something. Oh, the ambulances. <laughs> <laughs> they are there, but some of, sometimes they actually prefer to carry dead bodies than live people because that's where they get the money. Some of them are, they are there, but they are packed. There are other ones that the, 
various hospitals also have. Like Confanoche has one. And then some of the government ones are there. But one of my bosses were saying that they will park at the mortuary area because that's where they can they can get money. So uh, I think <laughs> Ghanaians are all to blame for some of the things that happen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's a people's mindset and only God can help us. You, so you better, Charlie, sustain your life with your confessions. Yeah, because there are no beds. The ambulance prefers your dead body than your healthy body alive. No, 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 you're, you are not. They are praying for you to die. Because that's where the money is. Yeah. First Peter what? 310. First Peter 310. Let's look at it. Yeah. For he that will love life and see good deeds, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Message. Let's read the message version if you have it. Whoever wants to embrace life, do you want to embrace life? Yeah. Life is too nice. It's not easy to die. <laughs> do you know it's not easy to die? It's not easy to know that you are going to be dying very soon. Like when they slap you with a death sentence, it's not easy. The time between the, the, the death sentence and the actual death, it's not an easy period. Like you know you are going to die in the next one month. It's not easy being around for one month and you are expecting them to come and carry you and you are just moving around in the system. It's not easy. Because life is nice. You are going to leave your wife, leave your child, leave your whatever. Can you imagine? Nice food. Nice friends. When you realize you are going to die, you appreciate a lot of people. <laughs> he says the one who, is, whoever wants to embrace life and see the day fill, fill up with good. These are scriptures. So this is God talking. If you believe in something else, I don't know what you had. What is wrong with you? Whoever wants to embrace life. How many of you want to embrace life? Whoever wants to embrace life and see that they fill up with good. Here is what you do. Say nothing evil or hateful. Hateful for yourself and hateful for others. Say nothing evil. You can be saying evil things about your own life and not know it. I'm not smart. That's an evil thing. I'm not beautiful. That's an evil thing. My mouth is too big. That's an evil thing. I always make bad decisions. That's a, some people say that, oh, me, I know myself. I know I make bad decisions. You're a foolish boy or you're a foolish girl. There's something wrong with you. Me, I know myself. You know yourself how? You know yourself. You don't know yourself. <laughs> yeah, how can you say that? I know myself. I want to see good days. All the all the days of my life. This is how this this particular thing you're talking about is how I've gotten to where I've gotten to. Yeah. I spoke about I'll marry a nice wonderful woman. I'm married to some. I'm blessed. Yeah. And you've done it. I've done it. It's happened. It's yeah. Nice, beautiful. My wife is beautiful. Too beautiful. It's a confession. If you die, don't say something. You will marry a cantankerous wife. Canta a knife. You will not have a wife. You will have a knife. Your fiancé will be your finances. She will become a nightmare. A knife that is a nightmare. Praise the Lord. Alright, so I've been sharing concerning what? Icon, isn't it? Icon. 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 And I've shared so many things already about it. Some of you were not in those meetings. 
But Jesus is Lord. It's on the podcast. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I've been sharing from Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and verse 29. Isn't it? Yeah. So let's, let's start from there today. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Do you love God? Yeah. To them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. I took my title from the word image. The word image in Greek is icon. Okay, an icon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Image of a son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. This is, the, this is the aim of God. This is the purpose of God. That Christ will be the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we will all be conformed to the image of a son. And I was trying to explain to you the fact that we bear his image. We bear the image of a son because we, we, we are him. The day you became born again, you became a child of God. And when you become a child of God, you are actually Christ himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in spirit, you are Christ. Internally, you are Christ. Your spirit man is not different from the, 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 the it's not different from Christ. You are joined together with him. The Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You understand? So you are one. See, I'm one with God. Say it once again. That's in First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. It says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. He's one spirit with him. So we are one spirit with him. There's nothing wrong with your spirit. Your spirit is fine. Your spirit is okay. Hallelujah. Okay. If you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he also says something that lets us know that we are actually like him. We bear his image. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. The word glass is mirror. If you look into a mirror, what do you see? What do you see? The day you see your grandmother, it will be very serious. The day you look into a mirror and you see your, your brother, it will be a very serious thing. Isn't it? Some African electronics has taken place. When you look into a mirror, you see yourself. So he says that, but we are with open face beholding as in a mirror. Then he says, as you behold, we are seeing the glory of the Lord. You behold the glory of the Lord. Meaning that you are the glory of the Lord. But it's actually just one person who is the glory of the Lord. Jesus is the glory of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the glory of the Lord. In Romans chapter 6 verse 1, go to Romans chapter 6 verse 1, you see it there. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we should walk in newness of life, since he was raised by the glory of the Father. But who was the one who raised Jesus from the dead? It was the Holy Spirit. Because in Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 11, look at Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So who is the glory of the Father? The Holy Spirit is the glory of the Father because he says that he raised him up by the glory of the Father. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Yes, then, he's, then in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he says that, but we all, 
Say, but we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. So we look into the glass and we see the glory of the Lord. Because you are the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Two years ago was our year of increasing glory. And I spoke about glory a lot. We bear his image. Okay? In what do we are like him? So he says that we are changed as we look into the mirror. The mirror is actually the word of God. As we behold ourselves into the, in the mirror, we are changed into what the mirror is saying, what the word of God is saying, from glory to glory. You bear his image. That is why you can change from one image to the other. Are you getting it? Can you say that a dog can change to become a human being? Can a dog change to become a human being? Why? Why can't it change to become a human being? Because it is not, it is not, genetically, it is not a human being. So it cannot change to become a human being. It can only change to become a dog, a better dog. Even a monkey cannot change to becoming a human being, even though just some few genetics separates us. I see what I'm talking about. So if he says we are changed from glory to glory, Okay, go to the King James. I like the King James. But we are with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. I change the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are changing the same image. How are we changing the same image? Because we bear that image. You conform to the image. You, the, and I showed you what the word conform means. Isn't it? It means to express the character of the image you bear. Yeah. To express, to show forth what you really are. Then I quoted the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 as well. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 47. You remember? Let's read, let's read it. Since the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And I told you that the first man is Adam. We look like Adam outwardly, naturally speaking, isn't it? Because Adam is the first man. We were made after Adam's image. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Since the first man is of the earth, earthy. Then he says the second man is the Lord from heaven. There's another man called the second man. There's the first man and then there's the second man. I preached a message some years ago called the, the two men and the two acts. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second man is Christ himself. And even the first man was made after the image of the second man. If you read Romans chapter 5. Verse 11. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, 11 and 12. Not only so, but we also join the Holy Ghost. To, go to the next verse. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, for unto the laws. Blah, blah, blah. Go to the next verse, verse 14. It says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that was to come? The word figure here is the same as image. He says, Adam was the image, a figure of the one who was to come. Who is the one who was to come? Jesus. So even outwardly speaking, we bear the image of Adam, who actually bears the image of Christ. That is why the Bible says that God made man in his own image and after his own likeness. Do you get it? So outwardly looking, we look like him. If you want to see God and identify who God is and how God looks like, look at your neighbor. Because God has and he has two eyes like yourself. He has a nose like yourself with two nostrils. 
Yes, he has a mouth like yourself. Yeah. How could God have breathed into Adam? You know, God doesn't bow down to anybody. Yeah. If Adam, if when he created Adam and formed him from the dust of the ground, he made him lie down and went down to breathe in him, then it means that God is God doesn't bend down for anything. He doesn't bend down for anybody. So for God to breathe into Adam's nostrils, Adam had to have his height. The nose must be on the same level. The eyes must be on the same level so that he can breathe. He puts he problem up and breathe into him. They had the same height. He says Adam was a figure of the one who was to come. He was an image, the image of the one who was to come. He was like a glove of the one who was to come. You understand? Can you? Is there, is there, if a glove is bigger than your hand, you can't. It's it's not proper fit. The glove must be equal to the the hand for it to fit properly. I see it. And Adam was created as a glove for God to use. So he says, go back to uh, that place in Second Corinthians, well, uh, in First Corinthians fifteen forty-seven. The first man is of the earth, word, earthy. The second man is a Lord from heaven. Then the next verse says, and as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they that are also that are heavenly. So there are earthly people who are of the earth, and then there are people who are of the heavens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes some people say that, oh, we are all children of God. It's not true. It's not everybody who is moving around who is a child of God. Not true. Muslims are not children of God. Buddhists are not children of God. Atheists are not children of God. There's a day coming when God will differentiate for you to see clearly. You are of your father the devil. You are of your father the devil. In John chapter 8, verse 44, that's what Jesus said. You are of your father the devil, and of his works shall he do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not everybody who's a child of God. Oh, we are all children of God. It's not true. Some people say that our brothers, our brothers, the Muslims. They are not our brothers, actually. We would love for them to be our brothers, but they are not. Properly speaking, they are not our brothers. Hallelujah. Are you sad? They need Jesus. Until they have Jesus, they cannot be your brothers. If you want them to, your, to be your brother, preach the gospel to them. Win them to the Lord. Hallelujah. It's very important. It's very, very important. Since as is the earthy, such are they that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. The day you became born again, you became a heavenly being. Someone say, I don't look bad, you are lying. I don't look like a heavenly being at all. <laughs> it's because you are looking at the wrong thing. You remember I was telling you about the guy, the lady who had who jumped off yeah. a story building because she was living in another world altogether. Because she had her own world in which she was living. She was thinking differently. She was thinking differently. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you think is very important. What you think about yourself is very important. If you think that you are not correct, you will not be correct. If you think that you are correct, you will be correct. If you think that you are heavenly, you will be heavenly. You exhibit your heavenly attributes. The word born again even betrays what it is. When we say someone is born again, we are not talking about something else. We are not talking about a man entering his mother's womb and coming back out again. Nicodemus asks, shall a man enter his mother's womb and be born once again in John chapter 3? That was what he asked. He thought born again meant that. That was not, that's, not what the, that's not the meaning of born again. Okay? To be born again means to be born of the Spirit and of the Word. Yeah. To be born of the Spirit and of the Word. Go to John chapter 3. Let's read from verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Go to, go to verse 3. Go to verse 3. 
Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then, Nicodemus asked him, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, that's not what I'm, talk- I'm, not, that's not what I'm talking about. Then he, he, he answered, Very, very, I told you, except a man be born of water. Water is actually the word of God. In John chapter 15, verse 3, Jesus said that you are cleansed through the word which I have spoken unto you. Then in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, he says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The word of God is water. It's like water. It's described as what? Hallelujah. Yeah. I see what I'm talking about. So Jesus said, except a man be born of the word and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, I'm just trying to cover some basis for you, okay? In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, Peter said that being born again, the, born, the word born again is used just twice in the Bible. I'll show you all the two. One is John 3, 3 the other one is 1, 1 Peter 1 23. Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. We are born by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And the word corruptible, the word seed here, eh, just being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. In, in other words, of incorruptible seed. The word seed there is sperma, from where we get the word sperm. So the word of God acts as a sperm that fertilizes the egg of the Holy Spirit to conceive you in the spirit. For you to be born again into this world. And you are born again into the body of Christ. The day you become born again. That is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And that qualifies you to be called a man of heaven. Because the word born again. The Greek word for born again is genao anoden. The word born is genao. G-E-N-N-O-A-O. Something like that. With a dash somewhere. Then anoden is A-N-N-O-D-E-N with a with dash on the E. And it means to be born from above. It means to be born from heaven. Can you imagine? That's what it means. It means to be born from heaven. So the day you become born again, you are no more born of the earth. You are now born of the heaven. Hallelujah. So you are a different type of person. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a, you look the same like every other person, but you are not the same. A new creation. Hallelujah. We look the same. We look, our, our noses are the same. Our heads are the same. Our hairstyles are the same. Our shoe color is the same. We are even skin color is the same. But you are actually different. There's a difference. Different. We are not the same. Big difference. Look at 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Are you following what I'm saying? Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. God is of the heaven. If he gives birth, then that child should be of the heavens. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not. Why? Because we look like him. We look like the world. Because it knew him not. When Jesus came, when God came, when the word of God came onto the earth, there was no, you couldn't tell Jesus was God. If, if you were in that time when Jesus came, you would have been part of those who crucified him. You'd have shouted, crucify this guy, he's too, no, too much. I went to the same school with him. Every time he says he's God, he said, kill that boy, kill that boy. You'd have said the same thing. You'd have said the same thing. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have said the same thing. Behold, what man of love the Father has done upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. Why? Because it knew him not. So you, are, you may be walking around, someone will think you are just like an ordinary person. You are not. They don't know. You are not. The world does not know you. The world does not, there's no difference, physically speaking. But there's a day when the trumpet will sound. Then the difference will be made clear for everybody to see. That there are some people who have actually who actually have spiritual magnets in them that can be pulled up. If you are not born again, that magnet is not in you. When the trumpet come blows and Jesus is coming for his children, you can't go. You can't go. Gravity will keep you down. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, I'm glad I'm born again. Since the world knew him not. Hmm? Therefore, the world knew that's not because it knew him not. Look at the next verse. It's so nice. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. On the outside, it doesn't, doesn't look, like, look like him. But that's a difference. We are born from above. We are born from the heavens. Say, I'm born from the heavens. So he said, in that place where we are reading in 1 Corinthians 15, 48 now, he says that, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. They are those who are of the earthy. They have not changed. They are still earthy. What makes you change from being earthy to becoming heavenly is the born again experience. And if you are born again, now you are heavenly. He says, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. See, I'm of the heavenly. Yeah, if you are born again, you are not from here, you are from, you are from heaven. In fact, you even live in heaven. Yes, I read it to you. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 and then John 3 13. Say the same thing. Hmm? Philippians 3 20 amplified. It says, but we are citizens. He didn't say we are going to be. He didn't say you are going to be when you're a good girl. You are going to be when you're a good boy. How many of you have been good during the week? You've been good during the week. Maybe next week you will not be so good. It's not, it's not dependent on how good you are. <laughs> it's not dependent on what you are, what you did. It's dependent on what God has done through Christ for you. You understand what I'm saying? It says, but we are citizens of the states, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. Then it says, and from it, from heaven also, we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Savior, who shall deliver us from this vile body. Are you seeing it? See, I'm in heaven. So when you're moving around, moving in, in Bwedi, or moving in Ejase, or moving in London, wherever you are, Kejitia, know that as you are moving around, you are the carrier of heaven as you are going. You are, you are the carrier of the heavenly atmosphere as you are going. That will cause you to produce so much results, you'll be surprised. You see, normally, eh, the word of God, you don't need so many things to produce results. It's just one small thing. You need one knowledge, one small knowledge. It's called revelation knowledge. That's what you need to put you over. Okay? Yeah. If that knowledge is not there, you'll be defeated without knowing that you're being defeated. Just something small. This can produce so much results in your life if you know that you're of heaven. I'm not, I'm not like every other person. I am different. I'm different. I'm not of the, I'm exempted. I'm exempted. Hallelujah. 
yeah, look, look at John 3, 13. I'd rather say John 3, 13. Let me show it to you. John 3, 13. Let's read from verse 12 so that we understand even some more. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus couldn't understand. Then he told him, if I have told you earthly things, because Nicodemus is of the earth, he says, if I have told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Then he gave him one heavenly thing. He gave him one heavenly information. One, just one. Look at the next one. And no man has ascended up to heaven. He says, no man has ascended up to heaven. No man has ascended up to heaven. You see, you will say, ah, but Enoch went to heaven. Enoch was taken from the, the earth to the heaven. Elijah was taken from the heaven to the, the earth to the heaven. The word is ascended. Hmm? Ascended. Ascended on their own volition. Jesus, Jesus is the only person who ascended to heaven. It's called the ascension of Christ. The others were taken. Jesus didn't say nobody has been taken from the earth. No. He said nobody has ascended. He went against gravity on his own. He was talking to them and as he was talking to them, he was taken from them like that. As he ascended. Nobody. And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Then he says, even the son of man, which is in heaven. He was talking about himself. Jesus was sitting with Nicodemus on one stone and they were talking on earth in Jerusalem. He says that nobody has ascended to heaven. But the, he that came down from heaven, I'm the one who came down from the heaven. Even the son of man, I'm talking about myself. Which is, right now as I'm talking to you, he is in heaven. That is a heavenly thing. So you are here physically, you are sitting where you are sitting now far here. But spiritually speaking, your place is in heaven. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21. Look at Ephesians 1, 21. So clear. So clear. Let's read from, from verse 19. So that is more... Okay. He, he prays that you may know what is the exceeding greatness of God's power that is at work in you and towards you who believe. Okay. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. The power that is working on your behalf is equal to the power that God used to raise Christ from the dead. I'm tempted to describe it, but I won't. It's okay. Which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him. He didn't just that power didn't just raise him, it raised him and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come. And gave him to be, and has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Next verse. Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We are in his body, and he's seated in heavenly places. So that is where you are seated. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all heavenly blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Yeah. We are seated in the heavenly places. Hmm? Yeah, this is this is this is on point. This is to the point. He says, and has raised us up, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So next time when someone asks you, Where do you live? I live in heaven. Yeah. The person looks at you like this. Oh, again. <laughs> you may not say you may not have to say that physically. But you should have that consciousness. You should think like that. You understand? You have that consciousness. 
Say, I have that consciousness. I have that consciousness. The way to have the consciousness is by saying, I have it. The way to do the word of God is by saying it. That's how you do the word of God. You don't think the word of God. You don't, you don't do the word of God by thinking, I have it. It won't work. You have to speak it. When you speak it, it becomes your reality. Okay? Say, I'm of heaven. That's where I come from. Say it again. That's where I come from. Say it one last time. I'm of heaven. That's where I come from. Okay, so now go back to 1 Corinthians 15, 48. And as is the earthy, such are they also that are, that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. So he's talking about you, isn't it? I'm, I'm heavenly, isn't it? Are you heavenly? Next verse. Then he says, and as we have borne the image of the earthy, we have borne it. Hmm? You look like Adam physically. You bear the image of Adam physically. He says, as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And I'm saying that this particular part gives you the idea that it's going to be it's going to happen in the future. But I've showed you scriptures that shows you that it's actually physical. You have it's actually now. You bear the image of the heavenly right now because you are heavenly. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh-huh. But there's a day coming when all things shall be gathered together in Christ. When your the real you shall show forth. When what is inside shall come outside. I see it. It's just like gold covered by debt. You can have a big rock. There's gold inside. But outside is just sand. What do you need to do? You need to purify. Okay? And take the sand out. And then you can have your gold. Inwardly we are gold. Outwardly we are sand. But there's a day coming when the sand will be taking off. And the gold will show forth properly. Hallelujah. Okay? That's what I shared with you in First John 3. Verse 2. Yeah. Look at it. First John 3 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what you shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, when he shall appear, there's a day when he shall appear. We shall be like him. We shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We shall be like him, for we shall see him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's on a certain day. When he's revealed. Right now, we are covered by this body. But there's a day coming when this body will be taken off. It's called the vile body. It gives you problems. But there's a day when it will be taken off. When it's taken off, the real you Hallelujah. will show. Are you getting it? Yeah. A similar thing is written in Colossians chapter 3. Yeah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. But let's read from verse 1. Colossians 3, from verse 1. I hope you are writing the scriptures down. Yeah. <clears throat> when you are, I've told you when you are coming, bring notebook. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. If you don't bring notebook and write something, you will never know what we are talking about. These people, they know what I'm talking about. They even give me scriptures as I'm talking. Because I've shared this over and over and over and over again in different ways, in different forms. We've written it over and over and over again. We are still writing it. So they always remember. So they can preach it and teach it. Do you understand? If you are not writing it, next time when I'm talking about it, it will look new to you. Next time when I say 1 Corinthians 15 47. First Corinthians 15. Pastor Israel is in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. It's supposed to be First Onassis 15 47. You, that's what you will say because you don't know. 
and you'll be sleeping. Yeah. Because you're not writing, you sleep. Yeah. When I'm just sitting down, you are, it's like you're a shark. You're just sitting down looking at me like this. You're a cool guy. Cool dude. You're just soaking. To be smart means to make notes. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And it says, set your affection on things above. Not on things on the earth. Set your affection on things above. Set your heart on things above. Because you have been risen with Christ. Okay? You look like Christ. Inwardly. You bear his image. You are from above. You are from heaven. But there are things you need to do. There are things you have to allow the image of Christ in you to do. It has to flow out of you. And that is what we call the conformation to his image. You are conforming to his image. On the outward. Do you understand? Jesus was not a foolish boy. Jesus was a good boy. Now, if you are Jesus and you are Christ inside, then allow Christ inside to, be, to make you a good boy on the outside. When you allow Christ to make you a good boy on the outside, it is called conforming to the image of the Son. Do you understand? Because the day that he shall appear, some people will not look like him as they are supposed to. Some people would have conformed on one half of their face. The other half of their face has not conformed yet. The other half looks like an arm robber. And that one cannot be inherited in Christ. It cannot be inherited in God. Hallelujah. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Next verse. For ye are dead. You are dead. See, I'm dead. I'm dead. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Since you are dead. So someone can, nobody can kill you anymore because you are you died 2,000 years ago. That's why I'm not, I'm not afraid. You can't do anything to me. If you take me to a Juman and you call my name, Pastoti. I mean, look at you. You're even calling me Pastoti. 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 When I show up, it's not you will not see me. It is Jesus you will see. Because I bear his image. I bear his image. The human will advise you. We've had people advising people. Contract with this contract. We don't do it. You know who you are dealing with. Do you know demons know you? Demons know you. Not to not for bad reasons. They know you for fearful reasons. They know you for fear. One a, a demon told some guys, the seven sons of Skiva, they had come to come and cast out a demon. They said, Come out! Out in the name of Jesus. Whom Paul preaches. <laughs> then the demon said, hey, 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 what are you doing? Stop that rub there. You probably you should use another material. Do you know who you are talking about? The demon had told them, Jesus I know and Paul I know. But who are you? <laughs> do you know why? Do you know why they asked him they asked, they asked them that question? Because they weren't born again. They were of the ethic. They weren't born again. The reason why Paul was known in the world of demons and in the world of the devil was because he was born again. And he knew exactly who he was. Hallelujah. So I know myself. When we came into this area, we announced ourselves in this area. We told all the principalities and powers here that we have come. Find your way and be happy. They can't relocate. They are here. But they know who's boss. If they if they talk and I talk, they know who should listen to who. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not an argument. It's not under consideration, like discussions. No. 
Obi on the master. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they don't function around. They function around. Yeah. They're still function. They're functioning in people's lives. But they know who's boss. Yeah. There are principalities like that around. And God has sent us around to get people in, leave them, unemploy the works of the devil, bring them in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it will happen. Give us five years. You'll be surprised. A lot of things will be different around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll go to university. Look at Colossians 3. We are reading Colossians 3, right? Yeah. See, I'm different. I'm different. I'm of the heaven. I'm of the heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. The word of God is too nice. Yeah. It's too nice. It's sweet. It's too nice. It's too nice. It says, He that is from above is above all. Above all. Hey. Above all. Hey. Are you born from above? Yeah. It says, he that is born from above is from above. It's above all. John chapter 3. Let's look at it. It's so nice. Yeah. We are above all. So you are above the economy of this world. I don't ask how much tomato costs. I don't remember the last time I did that. I'm above that. The higher the country goes in taxes and in whatever, the higher I go in my riches and in my wealth. I'm not affected by the economy of this world. I live by the economy of God. I'm not, it's not a confession. I'm telling you my reality. John 3 31. He that cometh from above. Remember, be born again means what? To be born from above. He says, He that cometh from above. So are you from above? Are you from above? Says, He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. I'm above all because I'm from heaven. So I'm above all. I'm not. It's, it doesn't work. Work pride in you. That's not what we are talking about. It's not pride. Yeah, it's a reality. Okay, we are above all. We are above the economy of this world. We are above the problems of this world. Can I let me let me give you an example? You know, in the during Paul's time. Paul, Peter, and all that. They, they died by crucifixion, by being sawn into two, by being, being fried, by being bent, beheaded. They didn't die nice deaths. Very terrible deaths. But death is what everybody is afraid of. Death is the tyranny of the world. I was telling you initially that it's not easy to die. Death is the tyranny of the whole world. But those people overcame death to prove the scripture that they are above all. Some of them died smiling. And those who were burning them got born again whilst we were smiling because we were shocked that how come we are burning you at the stake? You are supposed to be shouting and crying. But as they are burning, they are smiling and telling them, you have to give your life to Christ. Or else this fire, I'll taste it for some few minutes. But the fire you will taste will be for eternity. And then they died. They are above all. They are above all. Yeah, people walked into the fire on their own. They put the fire there and they walked into it their own to go and die. They proved that they are above all. So this is not only about wealth and whatever. No, we are talking about being above every single situation of life. Whether good, bad, no matter what it is, we are above. We cannot be sunk. We cannot be taken down because we are from heaven. You'll be surprised. You say that, hey, these people, they were able to do that. Am I even a child of God? Am I even a Christian? You'll be surprised that if those conditions are brought to you, you'll be shocked that what will rise up within you. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked that what you will do. One little girl who was a child of, who was a child of God, was a Christian, was being uh, killed 
they put her on a on, on, on a chair, hot plate, for her to to burn to death. As she was burning to death, she told her judge that Jesus loves you. And when I go to heaven, I'll bring you an apple today because I'll be in heaven. The judge snubbed her and they killed her. When the judge went home, he went to see an apple sitting on his bed. And when he saw it, he knew where it had come from. (laughs) So he went back to the courts and said he's a child of God. He gave his life to Christ and told them they should kill him some. So they they killed him as well. Yeah. They were above all. Above all. Say I'm above all. I'm above all. No matter the situation of life, I can just I keep going higher and higher and higher and higher. It says the path of the just as as is as, as what is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. The perfect day is when Jesus comes physically. By the time He comes, you should have conformed. Yeah, Colossians chapter three, verse two and three, verse three and four rather. Go to three and then we we'll read from three to four. For ye are dead. So death can't have, un- have dominion over you again. For you are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. Your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. There's a day when Christ shall appear. When he shall appear, we shall also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But there are catchphrases to it. There are, there are places that you need to watch. Okay, and that's what I'm trying, I've been trying to help you with. Because you must look like Christ in his fullness. Okay? You must look like Christ in his fullness. Not in some portions, in his fullness. You must look like Christ in character. You must look like, like Christ in speech. You must look like Christ in your thoughts. You must look like Christ in your actions. You must look like Christ. You look like him. That is why you must look like him on the outward. You get it? Like I said about the dog, the dog cannot become a, a human being. The monkey cannot become a human being. He cannot change to become a human being. It is only a human being who can change to become a better human being. Isn't it? Uh-huh. So it's only a child of God who can change to become a better child of God. The, be- the best child of God is Jesus himself. And he says he wants all of us to conform to that best child of God. Because we are children of God, we must conform to become the best child of God. Okay? So let me, let me show you some scripture in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 11. Let's read it in the message version. Okay? So what is the purpose of God for your life? That you conform to the image of His Son. That's the purpose of God for your life. Because God wants to show you as His trophy of grace. Okay? God wants you to be His best dress. The day He, he dresses to be married. He wants you to be the best dress that he wears. He doesn't want to have a dress that is torn. Or a dress that is not complete. Crampled. No. He doesn't want spots or wrinkles. He wants a perfect, beautiful dress. It's also typified in another way. He wants to marry a perfect bride. Yeah. How many of you want to marry a woman who does not have teeth? <laughs> Can you find that video? The Chinese marriage. The guy who got married took his wife to the bedroom and the wife started removing things. Hallelujah. You need to see it. How many of you would like to marry a wife without teeth? A wife without hair? 
You know the ladies right now they can have touche. They can wear the touche. If I if I do something right now, something bad may happen. Yeah. I mean, who would want to marry a woman who has only? I saw I saw a picture somewhere that yesterday. Someone had looked, the picture had this face, and the caption was, "Why is it that you wear the you wear your wig?" all over the place, and when you get to the house, you remove it for me to look at another man in my house. <laughs> I'm married to another woman. Why do you want me to see another man? I mean, when they remove that, it's like their haircut like another haircut. Their hair looks like box iron inside the thing. Hey, it's not easy, oh. Head of Medusa. Her hair is like spaghetti that has been boiled. It's sprinkled like that. Hey! How many of you want to marry a, a woman whose breast is so flat that she has to solid, use solid tape? She rolls it like this and then solid tapes it for it to look nice in the bra. You're not saying anything. Would you like to marry someone like that? No, 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 no. What type do you, what type do you want? The banana, watermelon, strawberry kind of. Yeah. The strawberry, banana, orange type of breast. That's what you want, isn't it? Oh, speak the truth and shame the devil. We don't want plantain chips. No plantain, flat, flat, no. We want, we want pancake. We want oranges. The guys, am I telling the truth? Give the Lord a shout if I'm telling the truth. That is what you want. Why do you want Jesus to be married to a bride who does not have nice hair? If it come and come and come and kiss me, hey, it will be very serious. He won't kiss you. We are the bride of Christ. Christ doesn't want you to have bad teeth. Probably you form the teeth of Christ, the teeth of the bride of Christ, and you are not fixed properly. You, you look like M instead of the teeth. <laughs> The purpose of God for your life is that you will conform to his image. It's important, though. It's important. Yeah. Go to, go to Ephesians chapter. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Okay? Ephesians 5, 25 to 27. You see what I'm talking about. Then we'll come back to this. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the way. Meaning that he's conscious of the fact that what the born again experience is the beginning of a very long process. Okay? You are born again. You are, you are a child of God. You are Christ. But you look at your life, you just get angry anyhow. You look at your life, you can insult people. You can just insult your mother. You tell your mother, oh mommy. Tell your mother, Joe 5. You are a quarrelsome person. When someone does something to you now, I am not the one talking to. You see, me the Bible to us, baby. I'm putting the Bible somewhere. You see what I'll do to you. You can fight in car. You can fight in the trotter. Probably even fought the trotter before getting here. I mean, so you're a child of God, but your character stinks like momone. How do you say momone in English? Momone, momone. I mean, it's just so bad. So bad. Christ can't inherit that. He doesn't want that. He says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, so that he might cleanse it with the washing of water by the way. So, the word of God that we preach to you is what helps you to conform, which we share with you. 
concerning love how that you must love your neighbor as yourself or love your neighbor as Christ has loved you and then you put it to work you, it's difficult. You have this neighbor who's a very terrible neighbor. He's always stepping on your leg, always insulting you, always blasting you, always trying to do something bad to you. The Bible didn't say pray for your enemies and kill them. The Bible says pray for your enemies that they will, they will change. Pray for your enemies and love them. Yeah. That's what Jesus said. Can you imagine? Yeah. How many of you have enemies? <laughs> what to do with the enemy is to love the enemy so as, as you are doing those things it says you are, being, you are being washed with water by the word go to the next verse you see the next verse that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spots or wrinkle because some Christians are spots and wrinkles in the body of Christ wouldn't you want to marry a lady whose skin is smooth? No pimples, no nothing. I'm not saying if you have pimples, it's bad. There's nothing wrong. I have one here. Yeah, I have one here. There's nothing wrong. I'm still a fine man, innit? But I'm, I'm just trying to let you understand something. You see, not having spots or wrinkle. How many of you would want to marry a wife who is a 75 year old woman as, a, as your wife? Charlie, would you like to do that? Not at all. Not at all. You are 25. You are coming to marry. And your wife is 75 years old. You say, Tao. He's trying to say, Charles. Tao. I love you so much. Come and kiss me. And the, the kiss is. She's just licking your face every. Oh! Oh! She's painting you with saliva. Would you want that? No. I mean, we don't like such things. Not a wife. You want a young wife. Yeah, no wrinkles. An acrobatically inclined wife. Or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Holy and without blemish. Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified is also very nice of this verse. But he might present the church to himself a glorious splendor, in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such things, that she might be holy and faultless. God wants you faultless. Faultless, you are fine in your character. Wow. You get it. You are fine in your character. You are fine in your actions. You are fine. You, Christ is... is uh, 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 I don't want to go into those things. If I go into it, we're not close. So it's okay. But God wants your character to be fine. You display his virtues wherever you find yourself. You are not a terrible person. He says, when they slap you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. Can you do that? What a virtue. I mean, when you realize you can't do that, it means that you, have, you are yet to conform to Christ along that line. Wow. You just have to start meditating on the word of God. Wow. Now, you don't, you don't conform by saying, I'll do it. Yeah. So, when someone slaps you, look at him. <laughs> Slap this one too. Then you take it. When you take it, you go to your room and you take pillows and start crying. Ah, 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 what type of Christianity is this? Ah, that's not what we are talking about. It's of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you allow the Word of God that we are preaching to come to you and let it set in your heart and meditate on it, you realize that you are changing. Yeah. You are becoming a better person. Yeah. You are becoming a better person. You can't attend certain parties anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are children, children of God who are into certain parties, yeah. naked parties, yeah. wild parties. Yeah. You are a child of God. As for that one, it's true. But you are a wrinkle. You are a wrinkle in the body of Christ. You are a spot in the body of Christ. You are 
you are destroying, you are the teeth that is supposed to be fixed, but you are removing yourself, or you are burnt teeth. You get it? Black, black. You smile and Christ can't bear it. He has run away. You are a shisha party type of Christian. Smoke shisha. Your nose is a chimney. You are fire service. Trauma Daltons. I mean, only well, child of God that you are into pornography. You are an expert. You know about 25 sites. Faultless. Faultless. Once a church without fault. Yeah. Can I show you some, some more? Okay, so now go to Ephesians. Can I, can I sh- show this with you? He filled it with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle and prophet, evangelist and pastor teacher. So he gave all these people to teach us the word, okay? To help us with the word. This, their purpose is to train Christians. So I'm training you so that you can become conformed to the image of a son. To train Christians in skilled servant work. As long as you're a child of God and you're not into the work of God, you're a spot, you're a wrinkle. You're a shame to the body of Christ. Because that's what we are supposed to be trained for. It says to train Christians in skilled servant work. Working within Christ's body, the church. You have to work in the church. You have to do something in the church. It says unto, we, we are supposed to do the skilled Christian work, service and all that, working Christ's body and all that, until we are all moving rhythmically. We are all supposed to move rhythmically together. You get it? Yeah. yeah. Moving together, growing together, in union, in oneness, and easily with each other. You see, until you, 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 you are okay with all your people, all the people around you, all the people who are ch- in, in the church with you and those who are not even in the church with you. Okay? Nobody can hurt you. God wants you to get to the place for Christ to be formed in you to the point that nobody can hurt you. There was a day Jesus was crucified. He was hanging on the cross. You, you see the crucifixion there? Eh? Jesus was not nailed here. If you nail him here, he, the hands will tear. They nailed him here. In between the bones. You see that? Can you feel the, the, the space in between those bones? Huh. That one. Before they did that to him, they had lashed him and tore his back. Have you watched Passion of Christ before? They, had, they lashed him and tore his back. How many of you have watched Passion of the Christ? So you know the beating, how they beat Jesus. They beat him and tore his back. His back was torn. His bones were seen. Have you ever been beaten like that before? Never. When, 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 when we were in school, primary school and GSS, your teacher is beating you. Nice eh? French teacher is beating <laughs> The French teacher is beating you. He tell you, lie down on the table. Hey! We're beating us. And it was not easy. It was not easy for us. We're beating us. But, but you see, Christ, Christ's beating was not the beating. You have never received a beating like that in your life. Never. They tore his back. They tore his back with gla- the, the hooks. The kings had hooks of glass in them. Nails. They put it there. And then when they are bringing it out, it tears its flesh. Yeah. Are you trying? Are you imagining what I'm talking about? They crucified him, put nails inside his arms, and put nails inside his feet, and nailed him to a wood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know what? What do you think you would have done if they were doing? If you were the one, they gave one lash, like a teacher gave you a lash like that and tore your back. What would you do? (laughs) 
Look at Luke chapter 23, verse 33. Luke 23, 33. After all this type of beating and all this whatever, and when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, they were there, they crucified him, and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, the malefactors are actually criminals, criminals one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. No. After crucifying, beating him mercilessly, crucifying him. I mean, what do you think he should have done? You should have cursed them. Sharp. I'll die by the salvation. You are not part. All those, I'll tell the father under one condition all those who beat me, all those who they, they are not part. They are not part. Even if you confess me as your savior, I am not part. <laughs> you are not part. Look at what Jesus said. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They don't know what they are doing. So he said, forgive them. And they parted his remains and cast lots. He, they, they, forgive them. Hey. Another one is doing something bad to you. You just get angry. You start saying things. I call whatever. And call SEO, SEO, whatever. I put them together. I mix them. I enema you. <laughs> hey. We must conform to his image in character, in actions, in words. Yes. Now you think that Jesus was the only one who did this. Or something? Another person who was a child of God, just like Jesus. Okay? Uh, Jesus is God. But Paul, uh, uh, this guy, Stephen, was a child of God like you and I. He, you and I. He was preaching the gospel to people. They rushed on him and stoned him to death. As he was dying, the Bible says that his face turned and became like an angel. And he saw Jesus standing on the right side of God in heaven. And then he said to him, he said to God, forgive them. He also said the same thing, forgive them, because they know not what they are doing. That is perfect love. That is a man who has conformed to the image of his son. Yeah, he did the same thing. Acts chapter 7, verse 60. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Don't lay it to their charge. They were killing him, but he said, don't lay it to their charge. Because of his prayer, Paul was saved. Wow. Because of his prayer, Paul became saved. Because Paul was the one who was supervising the death. Because of this guy's prayer, that guy was saved. You know, there are armed arm robbers who have killed people who have become born again. Yeah. Salvation is actually a responsibility. If you don't get born again, you are in trouble. Someone can kill you, and the person will go to heaven. And they are the one who we killed will go to hell. It's a very serious sin. Hallelujah. Forgive them. He says, Lay not this sin to their charge. Message version. Let's read the message. Then he knelt down, praying loud enough for everyone to hear. Master, don't blame them for this sin. His last words, then he died. Don't blame them for this sin. Just like Jesus said, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. That's how God wants us to conform to the image of his son. Okay? Yeah. On every sphere of your life. Let me read Ephesians 4. I've read to some points, isn't it? Oh, Hallelujah. hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. You see what Jesus, you see the aim for, of Jesus for your life? Yeah. He wants you to become a sweet person, oh wonderful person, fine on every sphere of your life. You can't beat your wife. 
There are Christians who beat their wife. Yeah. You can't beat your wife. Your wife will be so happy because she's married to you. You can't cheat on her. She'll be so happy because she has you. Yeah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Until we are all moving rhythmically and easily with each other. Efficient and graceful in response to God's Son. I say it. Efficient and what? Graceful in response to God's Son because He's in us. So we respond to Him. Fully mature adults in Christ. Fully developed within and without. Fully alive like Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Because you can be partially alive to Christ. Next verse. No prolonged infancies amongst us. Please. Please. In other words, you've come born again after five years. You have not changed. You are still a baby. You are still rotting teeth. Your character stinks like more money. Rotten fish. It's not supposed to be like that. We we would... We will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. Someone comes preaching something else, then you are just carried away. Someone comes to say that the devil shall be saved. Then you just start following the person. The devil shall be saved. The devil shall be saved. You are in trouble. God wants us to grow up and to know the whole truth and tell it in love. Like Christ in everything. Like Christ is what? In everything, like Christ in everything. Yesterday, Jesus went to preach somewhere. Three days, the people were with him three days. And they were, the meeting ended. They were supposed to go. Jesus said, ah, Feed the people. Let's feed the people. The disciples said, Even if we have a whole year's wages, we can't feed these people. Jesus said, Let them sit down. And he multiplied bread. He cared for the people. He cared for people. He cared about what they would eat. You see someone who has not eaten, you don't care. You tell the person, God bless you, Jesus is Lord, you can go. You don't give him anything. Be filled. Who can be filled supernaturally like that? With food. You say, receive fufu and got and right now. You have to remove cash. You have to do something for the person. You understand? Yeah. Become a nice Christian. Hmm? We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. Verse 16. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Robust in love. You are robust. Love is kind. Love is patient. You become a kind man, a kind person. Patient with people. Easily manageable. We can manage you. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said that if someone tells you to go with him one, one foot, go with him one mile. Be easily entreated. Someone has stolen something of yours. You want the person to be jailed, taken to court, and put in maximum prison. When by your word, just by saying it's okay, everything will end. You drag it to its logical conclusion. God has purchased us from our natural, normal roots. We have moved from tribes into Christ. There's a new culture now. It's a culture of love. And as you live that culture of love, you are conforming to the image of the son. So that the son will be the first one among many brethren. That is the purpose of God for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't say me, this is how I am. How are you? (laughs) I'm not a nice person. My temperament, what type of temperament is that? Choleric. I say it as it is. I'm what? One plug. Me and Morty socket. Me one plug. One plug. No, no, whatever. Just say it as it is. Hallelujah. Robust in love. 
workforce. Robust in love. Go to the next verse, verse 17. This, this is the aim of God, so that you become robust in love. Are you seeing it? So, because of the things I've said, so the first part is the perfect Christ, the perfect child of God. The aim of the church and the, 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 the pastors and all that is to train them to move rhythmically with each other and become one with God so that the Son of God can have his way through them. So that they'll grow up in love and understand the message of God and share it in love and grow up in, in, in robust in love. That's the, that's the purpose. Then he says, because of this, because of what I've just said, and so I insist. Because of what I've said, I insist. And God backs me on this particular thing that I'm coming to say. That there be no going along with the crowd. Don't do what every other person is doing. The empty-headed, mindless crowd. Empty-headed, mindless crowd. What's that? New Vogue in town. The new Vogue in town is that you shake your bottoms on your phone and post it on Facebook. So you are into tricks. You are twerking for likes. You are crazy. He says, empty-headed, mindless crowd. You wear a certain dress, your breasts show. It's only your nipples that are covered. Then you, 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 sit, then you do this. It's like you want to become like that. If you're a guy, you are into body count. Do you know body count? How many of you know body count? How many women you have you slept with? Yeah, I clear on this chick, I clear This chick, I clear This chick, I clear This chick, I clear I clear, I clear them all. Tell me, I'll be dangerous guy. I'll be wild guy. You know, if you cross my path just like that, too. You will come, you walk so. You go, you go walk so. Empty-headed, mindless crowd. He says nobody should go along with the crowd. Next verse. You're a V-breaker. You're a virgin breaker. Nonsense boy. You are not conforming to the image of his son. When Jesus comes and he looks at you, you say, foolish boy. You are supposed to be my teeth. Wash it. You are bent. He says those people have refused so, for so long to do with God that they've lost touch with not only with he says they've lost touch not only with God but with reality itself. They've lost touch with reality. They've refused so long for so long to do with God that they've lost touch not only with God but with reality itself. Yeah. Next verse. They can't think straight anymore. Feeling no pain, they let themselves go in sexual obsession. Addicted to every sort of perversion. Every sort. They are smoking weed. You are smoking. They are doing tramadol. You are doing some. Are, what is the difference between you and the other person? Where is Christ in you? Where is Christ in you? Sometimes you wonder where the Christians are. You wonder who the Christians are. Where are they? Why is this? Sunday, the same number in church. Then the Friday, the same number in the party. Yeah. <laughs> it's serious. You wonder who is doing the corruption? <laughs> who is the one doing the corruption? They, have, they are in churches. They are preaching to them, but they are not changing. They are spots and wrinkles in the body of Christ. Some of them are, are preaching. Yeah. Next verse. And the church became quiet. <laughs> But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. You've learned Christ. You learned Christ. This is not this life is not for you. 
It's called conforming to the image of the sun. What is inside? It just let what is inside show forth on the outside. You are a good person inside. As a good man, out of the good, the, the goodness of a heart brings forth good treasure, good fruits. Hmm? You're a good person at heart. You're a beautiful person at heart. You're a righteous man at heart. That's what you really are. Live in righteousness. Live in glory. Live in joy. Don't be a sad Christian. Every time you're sad, you infect people with sadness. When someone meets you, the person becomes sad. It's not supposed to be like that. Always depressed. Always depressed. Always moody. You are, you are so moody. Your facial muscles have changed. Yeah. That's how my face We've had people like that. Yeah. Well, if you look sad, that's how my face is. <laughs> Some they are always angry, so they have an angry face. <laughs> also, I know somebody eh, who we went to eat somewhere. The food, nice food, as was eating. <laughs> that's, that is a special expression. <laughs> ah. Next verse, verse 21. Verse 21. You see, Paul says, my assumption. He says, you've, you've learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him. Been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. That's my assumption. My assumption is that you have been what? You have paid careful attention to him. And you have been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have, as we have it in Jesus. As we have Jesus as our example. Hmm? Since then, we do not have the excuses of ignorance. Excuse of ignorance. You don't have that excuse because you have been taught the word of God. Yeah. Everything, and I do mean everything connected with that old way of life, has to go. It's rotten through and through. That old life is rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take an entirely new way of life. A God-fashioned life. A God-fashioned life. No rotten life. God-fashioned. Huh? Verse 23. Verse 23, yeah. A life renewed from the inside. Because the inside is glorious. While the outward man perishes, the outward man is renewed day by day. A life renewed from the inside. And working itself into your conducts. As God accurately reproduces his character in you. This is the message. I finished preaching the message. It's a message. You see, let's read from verse 23 to 24 once again. It's so nice. A life renewed from the inside. See, a life renewed from the inside. And working itself into your conduct. See, and working itself into my conduct. And working itself into my conduct. As God accurately reproduces his character in me. This is what it means to be conformed to Christ. This is what it means to bear the icon of Christ. Yeah. You are so fine. Your character is so fine. You are humble. You are not proud. You don't get angry just like that. Let me go down. You see it. Let's, let's continue. What this adds up to then is this. No more lies. Tell me about no more lies. No more pretense. We don't know what you are. We don't know whether you're a child of God or something else. Today we see you here, tomorrow we see you here. Ah, what are you? In another, in one area, they, need, they know you as Zigiligi. Zigiligi. In another place, they know you as Brother Charles. 
<laughs> Brother Charles. So the day your pastor shows up at the Ziggy area, you, you'll be walking inside, hey, Ziggy Ligi, Charlie, what's up? What's up? What happened? What happened? What Charlie, Charlie, what's up? What's up? Then you see your, your pastor. Oh, pastor. <laughs> Brother Charles, what happened? Then someone said, Ziggy Ligi, you never call you Charles. <laughs> Don't Ziggy. <laughs> no more lies, no more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we are all connected to each other, after all. When you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. This is English. English. Go ahead and be angry. He's advising, go ahead and be angry. That's why anger sometimes you can't avoid it. Because there's holy anger too. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. As you are sleeping, you can't sleep because of what the person has done to you. <laughs> so am I, am I the one who spoke? Yeah. You are sleeping. <laughs> then you wake up. Ah, am I the one who spoke to like that? <laughs> you have heart attack. You will die in the bed. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life because you'll be giving the devil a foothold in your life. Don't did you, you did you used to make ends meet by stealing? Is that what you were doing before? You were into stealing. You steal phones. You come to church, you steal phones. You come to church, you steal tablets. That was how you're making ends meet. You are an arm robber. Or you were in the bank and you were still add zeros. You do people. You are froster. You are Facebook fraud. You are a female on Facebook, even though you are a male. You have an NGO on Facebook. Meanwhile, you the structure you are using in the area. Hey, you come and take pictures of the children ministry and put it on that <laughs> as an NGO. Says you maybe used to make ends meet by stealing. Well, no more. Tell me about well. No more. Well, no more. Get an honest job. Tell me about get an honest job. So that you can help others who can't work. Oh, is that not nice? It's Christosom, this is real Christianity. Watch the way you talk. Hey. Hey. You text the lady and you say, What kind of dress are you wearing tonight? If you're a lady, tell, t- text him back and say, I'm wearing the full armor of the Lord. <laughs> Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Please. You can say, shit, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Someone did something. You are so angry. Fuck! Yeah. Fuck it! Yeah. What? Yeah. Shit! Yeah. Damn! Yeah. The Bible says... <laughs> if I don't say it, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've said it. What's your problem? Say only what helps each what helps each word a gift. Wow. Hmm? And don't let your words be discouraging. You say, ah, your nose is not nice, crap. <laughs> yeah, what? Why was God asleep? Probably was he kaka. God just tonko small and then he did your nose and then put it there. No, like your words put people down. When you talk, it's like a, a, a bomb has exploded. Boom, you just blast everybody. Your words must encourage people. Someone presented a business plan to you. Don't say, oh, this things don't work. It don't work. Every time. When I got under the pressure, it's too much. No, encourage people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. It's so intimate. It says, don't break God's heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit. He's making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. 31. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talking. You are into backbiting. So someone passes by. Hey, what's it? What's it? Have you heard about this person? You are sitting in the church and you don't know about this person. Oh, I'm surprised at you. When did you come? Come and let me give you the rundown. One day we give you rundown, your mouth will just shift to this place. Be gentle with one another. Sensitive. Be sensitive. I wish I could say into details what some of these things mean. Become sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly hmm, and as thoroughly as God in Christ forgive you. As quickly and as thoroughly. Don't hold offenses. Don't say I've forgiven but I've not forgotten. When you see the person then it will cross your heart. <laughs> you are going to die. The person will still be alive. Yeah. Forgive. That's what it means to bear the image of the Son of God. Give the Lord a clap and stand up on your feet and just thank God. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what they share with you. Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful. Just lift up your hands towards heaven and thank God. In the next few minutes. In the next few minutes. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at Christworldinc.com. God bless you.